five, four, three, two. This is the Come On Network podcast. Come On Network, it's on the come up for sure. The best Pittsburgh-based podcast available. Is that so? If you're committed enough, you can make any story work. I, I once convinced a woman that I was Kevin Costner, and it worked because I believed it. Bringing you the latest in Pittsburgh and national sports and entertainment with guests and a plethora of co-hosts. Can we get a come on? Come on. 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 This is where the fun begins. FNA Cotton FNA. Four weeks left in the NFL season here in 2021-22, and we get ready for the stretch run for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it needs to be a very good stretch run. If your and our team wants any prayer of getting into the postseason this year in the National Football League, we get ready for the Sunday tilt at Heinz Field with the Tennessee Titans. A little bit banged up, but a four-loss team comes in, leaders of the AFC South Division against the Steelers coming off the two losses and the one ugly on Thursday night against the Minnesota Vikings. It is episode 96 of the Come On Network podcast, our Steelers preview. Subscribe, rate, and review to the pod. The podcast can be found wherever you get podcasts, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and more. You can follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Come On Network, C-O-M-O-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. And we're on the web at comeon.network. Our blog is there. Our merch is there. Check it out, comeon.network. Kyle Dawson, Donnie Tredrick, Joe Smeltzer with you here. We will begin by talking generally about this football game with the Titans before we break it down as we usually do with our keys, our X factors, our predictions. Uh, That way we can slide in a little bit of playoff talk and it's probably going to take three or four guys and we'll start with Joe. Um, And that probably means you need to win. Well, you have to win one of the next two and then win your two division games. So this one is a very important one at one o'clock on, on Sunday afternoon. Yep. uh, It is very important. And this is the game where I think the Steelers inconsistency is seeming to play in their favor, right? After a rough loss on the road last week an uplifting home at, when at home, excuse me, this week seems to be logical, which is the opposite of what happened when the Steelers beat the Ravens at home and then lost to Minnesota on the road. The Titans are a beatable team. Everybody in the AFC is beatable. And I think uh, the fact that everybody is beatable would really help the Steelers in theory uh, in terms of trying to sneak into the playoffs. But this does not feel like a team that would run through an open door when it sees it. So while I think the Steelers could conceivably just based on who they're playing in the last four games, go free and one. And I think free and one has a good chance of getting them in the postseason. I just don't know if they're going to be able to do it because they haven't shown me that they're a team that could take advantage of an opportunity like that. But as far as playing the Tennessee Titans goes um, at home this week, I think the Titans are still a good team without Derrick Henry, but obviously they're missing a lot without him. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about this one overall. And you would think that a win over the Titans would be huge considering that the Ravens might be without Lamar Jackson and the Browns have gone through a bunch of wild stuff this year. So having them at home would seem to be a good recipe. But like I said, 
I'll believe this team is a playoff team when it clinches the playoffs. Until then, I don't think it's earned the benefit of the doubt to make the best of an opportunity and run through the open doors that the mediocre AFC has created for them even this late in the season. I'd pretty much label this game as a must win because following this one, they play perhaps the hottest team in football. Uh, that's the Kansas City Chiefs, who have now won seven games in a row. They sit at 10 and four. They're atop the AFC. The only other team that's really in that category is the New England Patriots. So surprise, surprise, the Patriots and Chiefs yet again at the top of the AFC with or without uh, the legendary Tom Brady. The Patriots have won seven in a row. The Chiefs have won seven in a row. The Steelers play one of those teams next week. It's in Kansas City. And unless it is a Christmas miracle, uh, I don't like the Steelers' chances in that game. It's a very muddied AFC. So many teams are sitting between six and seven and seven and six. The Steelers, of course, right in the middle at six, six and one, thanks to that tie with the Detroit Lions. They're about half the conference sits at that spot. You have the Bills, Dolphins, Dolphins who have won five in a row, by the way. The Broncos at seven and six. The Raiders are six and seven. Browns, Bengals at seven and six. Of course, we mentioned the Steelers being six, six and one. Colts are seven and six with a huge game uh, Saturday night against New England. So there is room there for the Steelers to make something happen. I agree with Joe. I'm sure Kyle will agree too because we've talked throughout the week. This team has to go three and one for any chance of a playoff berth. And if they don't, it will take some oddities to take place for them to get in. A two and two or one and three record, uh, especially 0 and four, that will uh, spell disaster for them at sacrifice. Uh, you're right now at six, six and one or Sunday afternoon is a must win at Heinz Field. I think it can be done. Uh, a game similar to what we saw just a few weeks ago against the Baltimore Ravens could very well happen uh, to this Tennessee Titans team. For how odd the Steelers have been, the AFC has pretty much been just as odd. We have seen teams lose uh, to cellar dwellers all season long. Uh, we saw the Steelers, unfortunately, not come away with a game in Minnesota last week. We've seen them tie the Detroit Lions when they could have made space for themselves in the AFC playoff picture. They're still really two spots to be had. I think the Chargers are in a pretty good spot at eight and six to grab that top wild card. But you look at the AFC North and what these teams have coming up. The Ravens play the Packers on Sunday. And if Lamar Jackson plays, he will be limited. And a guy uh, of his style, if he can't run, he's pretty much ineffective. And they play one of the best quarterbacks to ever step foot on the face of this earth and Aaron Rodgers. Then they play at Cincinnati, who already beat them earlier this year. They host the Rams. Then they play the Steelers. It could very well come down to the last game for those two. None of these AFC North teams have an easy road the rest of the way. The Browns, who are riddled by COVID, they host the Raiders on Saturday. Then they're at Green Bay on Christmas Day. They play the Steelers on Monday Night Football. And then they host the Bengals to finish the year. Cincinnati, a sneaky, tough game in Denver. That is a huge game in terms of the AFC wildcard picture on Sunday. Then they host the Ravens. They host the Chiefs, who, again, are red hot, and they play the Browns to finish it out. And the Steelers, we've talked about it. They host the Titans. I think this is a must-win on Sunday because then they go to Kansas City, and barring some sort of miracle, uh, they probably won't win that game. They host the Browns on Monday Night Football in what will likely be the final game at Heinz Field. 
for Ben Roethlisberger than they play at Baltimore. It could come down to that final week. We know the Steelers in the past, even when they look out of it, uh, they're right there in the thick of things when it comes down to it in the final week of the season. But given the way that this AFC playoff picture looks, even with the Steelers losing or tying some games that they should have won, if they pull out some of these tough ones in the end, they could find themselves in it after week 18. Yeah, I've been screwing around with the NFL playoff machine on ESPN for the last couple of days. And I'm not finding too many ways that I see as realistic that the Steelers can find themselves as a wild card team. And they're not going to get any higher with three wins. I don't think as the seven seed or than the seven seed, uh, but there is a path to win the division and that's going to involve uh, Baltimore beating Cincinnati next week when those two teams lock up. And that's also going to involve the Steelers winning both division games and one of these next two, whether it's Tennessee or Kansas city. Um, I think the more realistic one is Tennessee and we'll start to break this game down in a second, but um, these guys are right. This is going to be a tough path to get to the wild card or to the playoffs in general. And I'll tell you why, and we've talked about why in the last couple of weeks, the Detroit tie is a killer for this team. And that the, the hole that you dug in L.A. and against the Vikings on Thursday night last week is going to kill you, too. If this team was able to get to 10 wins, and that would be winning all four or having won one of those other games, then you'd be fine. That tie is going to end up coming back to haunt you if a couple other teams are able to get to 10 wins. And I, I see paths for a couple of the other teams to get to 10 wins, but I still think nine can get you in as the number seven seed. If some chips fall a certain way around the league, and we know the mayhem that that happened in week 14, uh, which means that the next four weeks are obviously very crucial to the AFC playoff picture. Nobody has clinched yet. Uh, and we probably won't get a team that will clinch this week. So a lot to be played for, a lot on the line in this Steelers matchup with the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. Uh, we'll shift over. We'll start to talk about this one specifically with our keys to the game. My key is to stop the run. And uh, Kyle, uh, you had several weeks in a row where you your key was the offensive line, or maybe it was your X factor, it was the offensive line. But in any case, your uh, mindset was that until, until the Steelers' offensive line shows something, they're going to be put in this spot and on this pedestal with eyes watching them to see if it can get the job done. I'm, I'm the same way with the Steelers' run defense right now. Uh, I know last week I had my key was to stop the run, I believe, um, and I don't like having the same thing two weeks in a row, but you look at what happened last Thursday. Dalvin Cook rushed for over 200 yards, and the Steelers lost by eight. The Titans' run game has suffered quite a bit, as any run game would, losing a guy like Derrick Henry. But Deonta Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard both had 100-yard games at New England just a few weeks back, so they're capable. And then you have Jeremy McNichols, Josh Nichols in there as well. So the Steelers can't stop a nosebleed defensively right now, especially uh, in the run game. And until they're able to show me that they can do – their job against the run and players that aren't named Watt or Hayward can do their job against the run. I'm going to continue to harp on what's been a huge weakness for them, especially over the past several weeks. Yeah. Jeremy McNichols is feeling a little spherical and I can't even imagine what the horse Derrick Henry would do uh, if he was in this game after seeing what Dalvin cook did last week, because Derrick Henry, a guy who's only played half the season and hasn't played since the month of October 
Still has nearly 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns on the year. He's still a top-five rusher in the National Football League as we are well into the month of December. Uh, but I think one of the keys here is to contain Ryan Tannehill and force him into mistakes. He has not been a perfect quarterback this year. He can use his legs a little bit, but he's made a good bit of mistakes in 2021 as well. 14 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. Uh, if the Steelers can make things happen defensively uh, in the past game, they could turn this game around. We haven't seen the explosive plays this year uh, from Devin Bush. I know he's been uh, pretty much beaten on as the season has gone, gone on. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick has had a play here and there, but we need something out of these guys on Sunday, and Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback to do it because he has had a pretty uh, up-and-down season despite – the Titans being nine and four going into this game. I think it's in spite of him uh, that the Titans are nine and four. They've run the football extremely well. Obviously, when healthy, they have the best running back in football uh, without question. They also have a, a pretty good defense. Uh, they were the, the team that officially ended the career or the NFL career of Urban Meyer, uh, even though he's done so many things off the field uh, to look like a complete ass. Uh, the Titans put the final nail in the coffin in terms of on the field performance, uh, shutting them out last week. So, you know, you could say maybe they didn't look too impressive in that game, but their defense still did some embarrassing things to another NFL offense and a quarterback that people expect to be playing at John Elway levels in just a few seasons. Uh, but Tannehill is my key to focus on here. The Steelers defense has to get after him. Don't let him beat you with his legs. He can do that. Uh, he's been somebody to uh, get out of the pocket and make plays, and we've we've seen quarterbacks that aren't prone to that, like Justin Herbert, uh, burn the Steelers' defense up and down the field. And Tannehill, if he can do that, it won't be a good sign for the Steelers on Sunday. Yeah, I think the obvious key is is the defense for the Steelers, so I'll just shift away with these two guys. I haven't already touched on it. Uh, to the offense for Pittsburgh. And I think the key on the offensive side of the football is to get going before the two-minute mark in the third quarter. It's not acceptable to have the offensive line performance that, that the Steelers did in the first half last week. They've got to commit to running the football early on. Uh, this is not a defense in Tennessee. It's fifth in the league against the rush that's going to give it up very easily, but they need to commit to trying to do some of that early in the football game and Ben needs to be slinging it around a little bit early in the football game, too. You've got to start to score some points, get a faster start. I know that's been a, a big emphasis in the media this week and, and, and guys having interviews uh, for the Steelers this week and, and talking about on the offensive side of the football how things need to get going more quickly than they have been going. And you can't wait until the third quarter. You can't wait until the fourth quarter to start scoring points. It's that too little, too late mantra that – that gets stomped around at the end of these football games. And they were great in the fourth quarter against the Vikings, but there wasn't enough in that fourth quarter against the Vikings and they dug themselves too big a hole. And part of that lays on the defense, obviously, uh, but the offense is to blame as well. They need to get going a lot faster than they have over the course of the last few weeks. And in terms of the defense, just a quick point on them and a number so far, the Steelers have allowed uh, 24.8 points a game against that would be the most for the Steelers defense since 1988 and they're on pace to allow the most yards per game in the history of the Steelers and that's at 371.3 right now 
Uh, that's absolutely brutal, and I don't expect it to get any better this week. Not that I don't think it'll be Minnesota level in terms of the first half and what Dalvin Cook and, and those guys were able to do to the Steelers' defense. I don't think it's that bad this week, um, but I do think that it's going to continue to get ugly for this defense because I just haven't seen anything that's going to tell me uh, that they can play a full 60 minutes at a high level right now like they did against Cleveland back to that win, uh, even like they did against Buffalo early in the season. I don't I don't know that that's an option right now uh, for the Steelers. But Ben Roethlisberger's played well over the last month. Four of five games, or his passer rating has been over 100 after it being over 100 once in the first seven games of the season. And I think there's some good things happening on that offensive side of the football, but those things need to uh, be a little bit more apparent in the early going of the football game. Uh, listen, when it comes down to it, neither of these offenses is a top half offense in the league right now. And a lot of that for Tennessee, at least, is because Derrick Henry's not playing. But uh, those two guys are capable that, that have been running the football for them uh, really since they, they they had that Henry injury and then uh, left uh, Adrian Peterson off the roster and got rid of him uh, after signing him for a couple weeks. So offensively, I think the key is to get going with a faster start. I'm not saying they have to score in their first drive, but you've got to get some points on the board in the first half and uh, be able to put yourselves in a situation where if you are down in the second half, it's not by three or four scores. Uh, X factor for the game, gentlemen. My X factor is Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I know obviously the quarterback always has a massive influence on how a football game turns out, but you've seen the past two weeks, especially just how bad this team is when Ben isn't playing well and how good it can be when he is. The first half of the Vikings game uh, wasn't entirely Ben's fault, but he still wasn't producing. But in the second half, uh, Ben was fantastic, and the Steelers almost came back for what would have been a historic come from behind win. So the team goes um, as Ben goes. Hopefully the offensive line gives Ben an opportunity uh, to be at his best. Uh, and if Ben can be, um, maybe not his best is in the best of his career, but at least the best he's capable of playing right now. If he can be at that level, um, the Steelers are in pretty good shape. Yeah, I'm going to go with the vicious three-headed monster uh, in the middle linebacking core for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Devin Bush, Joe Schobert, and the guy I think is most important, uh, that's Bullet Bob Spillane. Uh, it looks like Spillane will be back from injury on Sunday. And, you know, this is a guy that even though we've ragged on him uh, in the past, he may end up being the most important middle linebacker that the Steelers have on Sunday and for the rest of the season. Because when you look at the schedule, you have three teams out of the four that really like to run the football, especially those last two, Cleveland and Baltimore. Uh, so a run stopper like Spillane, who has proven that He's been better than Schobert and Bush in those categories. Uh, he could end up being a big factor on Sunday. Obviously, he had that memorable hit at the goal line with Derrick Henry last year. Of course, that led to Spillane leaving the field and Henry scoring one play later. But the guy does show that he can bring it. He can bring the lumber defensively, and you know he can do that on Sunday impose a factor in that run-stopping category for the Steelers' defense. He can split a couple of wigs, and the Steelers can come away with a victory. It might be a big help to Bob Spillane. Well, the Steelers are going to need the offensive line that channel Mark Henry and have a little bit left in the tank here over the course of the next four weeks. That 
There are a lot of, of, of things going around. I think there's four or five teams that apparently have the worst offensive line in the AFC and Mike Nicastro and our boys on Twitter. It's not just him. It's, it's most of the Steelers fan base. So put out a stat about Ben uh, leading the NFL in the fourth quarter passing department or having all these other things. And it's behind the worst offensive line in the AFC. But if you look at Bill's Twitter, the Bills have the worst offensive line in the AFC. And if you look at Miami's Twitter, and they actually do, but if you look at Miami's Twitter, they've got the worst offensive line in the AFC. I think that the uh, quote-unquote worst offensive line in the AFC for the Steelers has to have a really good day if this offense is going to get going faster than the third or fourth quarter, like I talked about earlier. Uh, that involves protecting the quarterback, too, which obviously Joe's X-factor being Ben uh, means that he needs to be upright and protected in order to do what Joe's asking Ben to do and what uh, plenty of us are asking Ben to do in these last four games, especially starting with this Tennessee game. So he's got to be upright, and that means that the three interior guys, be that Turner, Green, uh, and whoever they put at left guard, if, if someone's hurt over there, if it's if it's Donnie's boy, LeGlue, or uh, if Haig's back or whoever's going to end up playing at left guard, those guys have to actually block a human and not block air like they did a couple of times in Minnesota. So that offensive line needs to be really strong for the Steelers in order to get the ground game going at all. Uh, it's probably a top or a bottom five run blocking offensive line in the entire NFL uh, and bottom half in terms of the pass block, but uh, it's not as bad as people think, but it, it obviously is not very good right now for the Steelers. And most of that, I think, is because it's a young unit and they're trying to get going, get some cohesion on that offensive line, learn the system and uh, be able to block at an NFL level and in a good NFL level. But uh, we'll see if they're able to do some things to help that offense out and at least keep Ben Roethlisberger upright. But this is a pass rush and a, a running uh, attack on the defensive side of the football for Tennessee that's pretty good up front. Uh, and I don't think Bud Dupree will be playing in the game, uh, despite dancing to W-H-I-Z, Wiz Khalifa, uh, in black and yellow at the uh, practice while they were warming up for Tennessee. No one tell Chase Claypool that the Titans played black and yellow during practice or he's going to have a fit. Um but the offensive line needs to be good. Uh, with that said, we'll flip over. We will make our selections for this game. And this is as much of a coin flip in the eyes of the Vegas uh, line makers as you can get. Right now, it is at a one-point line. The Titans are favored. They're getting that point on the road. It is a minus 116 to get the Titans on the money line, minus 102 for the Steelers. The total is sitting around 42 and a half. So they're saying this is a coin flip game and it's a very important game for the Steelers. It's not so much important for the Titans, uh, but if Tennessee wins, that's going to be a big help to winning the AFC South uh, for Tennessee and maybe uh, getting a shot, an outside shot at a bye sitting here with four losses as we saw, as we speak about this. Yeah, it is a coin flip and the Steelers whole season has been a coin flip. Um, I like what Donnie said on the reaction episode for the Vikings game. This Steelers team can beat anybody in the NFL or it can lose to anybody in the NFL. And when there's a team that's inconsistent, as the Steelers have been, even this late in the season, uh, honestly, I at this point, I'm just kind of picking my games based on what happened the previous week and picking the opposite of that. I picked Minnesota to win last week after the Steelers had that great win against the Ravens because I felt they were Steelers were due 
for a come down, and I was right. And I think the Steelers are due for an uplifting uh, win this week. Uh, so for that reason, um, I'll pick the Steelers in a pretty close one. I'll go 23-19, just a random score. I'm going to go Steelers 24-21. I think we get a last-minute or last-second field goal from Chris Boswell. Uh, again, th- th- this is a, a must-win in my book because you're going to Kansas City next week, uh, and it's all that much more important that the Steelers get the job done. Uh, somebody go and get their ass kicked, and hopefully it's the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. Well, I don't think the Titans will be getting their asses kicked, but I guess we'll see. Uh, I do think this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be as the Vegas people expect it to be. I think it's going to be as a lot of Steelers fans expect it to be. Um, For the sake of the argument and for the sake of the last time I picked against them, they beat the Ravens. I'm going away from the Steelers, and I'm going to just hope and pray that I'm wrong for the Steelers. But uh, this seems like, and Joe mentioned it earlier, this seems like a game that we're expecting the Steelers to win or at least have a good shot at winning in a must-win situation, that they're going to have a chance in this football game and then they're going to do something that's going to give the the Steelers fan base some false hope and then they're going to have it come crashing down. Uh, So give me Tennessee by a final of 23-21 to over the Steelers and hopefully I'm wrong. And maybe that'll change by Sunday. Who knows? I'm just not I'm not uberly confident in the Steelers ability to win this football game right now from what I've seen over the last month or so from the defense and uh, from the offense early in football games. So we'll see if that changes. But for now, we will let you get back to your days. And we appreciate you listening to episode 96 of the Come On Network podcast our latest Steelers preview. Before we go, reminder to hit the subscribe button, rate our podcast, leave a review. You can tell all your friends that they can find us on various podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and more. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Come On Network, and we are on the web at comeon.network. Our blog is there. Our merch is there. Check it out. Until next time, stay safe. Here we go, Steelers, and come on. Enjoy the mayhem this weekend. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.